0: in Florida Ag and Review for the week ending December 13th. What would a week be without reports on the progress of the Farm Bill? This week is no different. The House easily passed a one month extension of the expired 2008 Farm Bill, but the Senate is not expected to follow suit.
1: The House easily passed a one month extension of the expired 2008 Farm Bill, but the Senate is not expected to follow suit. The House bill is intended to keep existing farm programs going but avert permanent law that includes 1940s vintage dairy supports. Trouble is, the Senate won't take up the measure. Leaving the House bill is really no more than political cover for the possibility of a dairy cliff or a lapse in existing programs. But American Farm Bureau Executive Director Dale Moore states that either way, it most likely won't matter.
2: I think that that's one of those political chess games that's going on between the House and Senate leadership on how the farm bill process plays out as a practical matter. And I've heard Secretary Vilsack mention this at different times over the past year, that folks should not be surprised if he is not going to flip a switch and automatically January 1 provisions of permanent law kick in.
1: The principal negotiators are expected to keep working throughout the holidays to get a bill back to the full House-Senate conference before mid-January. Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnets.
0: Did you know producers themselves actually guide the beef checkoff? And this week's Getting to Know Your Beef Checkoff brought to you by Your Beef Checkoff. Terry Slayton from Coleman, Alabama, talks about how producers decide how the dollars should be allocated each year.
3: There have been questions from time to time as to who actually decides how Beef Checkoff dollars are spent. So to help answer that question, we have Terry Slayton from Coleman, Alabama, on our weekly Getting to Know Your Beef Checkoff, brought to you by the Beef Checkoff. Well, did you know that we have just your average producers that come in to develop
4: the budget and then come in and they look at the proposals, so it's done very much by the average grassroots people.
3: Thus, Slayton feels good knowing it's producers themselves who are guiding beef checkoff dollars to the areas where they best need to be spent. And I think that's a lot of the success of this whole program is because maybe some others have some ideas
4: that they need funded, and so this group of people from grassroots producers... Decide is this what gets the best bang for the buck or is this? So it's it's very well thought out and no agenda, but just how's it best spent to promote beef.
3: Get to know your beef checkoff at mybeefcheckoff.com, funded by the Beef Checkoff. Randall Weisman, Southeast Agnat.
0: On this week's Commissioner Spotlight, Florida Commissioner of Agriculture, Adam Putnam, talks about the importance of knowing if donations to charity are being spent responsibly before giving and how to find out.
4: I'm talking with Florida's Commissioner of Agriculture, Adam Putnam. Commissioner, most folks will be doing their charitable giving during the holiday season, but is there any way to research a charity before giving? There sure is, Frost. Charities receive about half of their annual donations during November and December. These groups depend on us for support, but it's important to know if our donations to a charity are being spent responsibly. We can provide information on how much money is spent on administrative costs, on fundraising costs, and on the direct services for those in need. Call our consumer hotline at 1-800-HELP-FLA to verify that a particular charity is properly registered and to get a breakdown of how their money is spent. That's 1-800-HELP-FLA. Or visit FreshFromFlorida.com to search our online gift giver's guide before you donate to Florida's many deserving charities. Thanks, Commissioner Putnam. For Commissioner Spotlight, I'm Frost Burke. Bear Crop Science is
0: asking those interested in sharing little-known facts about the agricultural community's vital role in ensuring the world's food supply to join them in their Thankful for Ag Campaign. Here's Julie once again.
1: In the 1960s, one farmer supplied food for 25.8 persons in the U.S. and abroad. Today, that farmer supplies food for 144 people. That's just one of the many facts Bear Crop Science is hoping to get across as part of their first Thankful for Ag Campaign, in which they will donate 20,000 meals to families this holiday through World Food Program USA, with the goal of doubling its donation through social media support. Those who want to join in the effort are invited to visit thankfulforag.bearcropscience.com, where they will find a collection of shareable little-known facts about the agricultural community's vital role in ensuring the world's food supply. Share one of the facts through Facebook, Twitter, or Pinterest, and Bear will donate an additional dollar equal to four meals to World Food Program USA. The goal is to donate 40,000 meals this holiday. Again, that website is thankful, the number for ag.rarecropscience.com. Julie McPeak with Southeast AgNet.
0: The 2014 Beef Marketing Plan has been approved by the Florida Beef Council. And Ashley Hughes talks about what those plans include for the upcoming year.
3: The Florida Beef Council held their annual budgeting meeting this past week, and during that event they approved the 2014 Beef Marketing Plan. Ashley Hughes said discussions centered on where council members wanted the staff's efforts to be focused for the coming year.
2: They take a look at each and every program, whether it be health professionals or education or communications outreach, to see where we can be most effective in using checkoff dollars to have the biggest bang for our buck and where they want Jim Hanley and I to focus our efforts on trying to reach consumers with the end goal of building beef demand within the state of Florida.
3: Ashley said within the 2014 marketing plan are specifics in how they are going to reach consumers.
2: So we have very specific instructions for our consumer information and how we are teaching consumers about how to cook beef. We have other specific tactics for our retail and food service areas. Some of those include providing educational tours for these food service and retail professionals to really expand their knowledge about the beef industry in Florida and just to keep our relationships going. And within other different areas, health professionals, military programs, Uh, the Florida Cattlewomen, we really know where we have our strategic vision and where the board wants us to execute those specific tactics in talking to consumers within the state of Florida.
3: For more information about the 2014 Beef Marketing Plan, contact the Florida Beef Council office in Kissimmee. Randall Wiseman, Southeast AgNet.
0: A lot of the big landowners are supporting conservation. This week, Everett Greiner closes out our report telling us what some of these landowners do for conservation.
4: What would you do with it if you owned 2 million acres of land? A couple of individuals who own 2 million acres or more of land, and a lot of Americans own 100,000 acres or more. Now, most of those huge landowners carry on multiple operations. Farming, ranching, recreation, and forestry are just a few of the ways that they utilize their holdings. But, to most of them, conservation is the key element of such vast holdings. One that totals almost 200,000 acres is mostly agricultural land, livestock, grains, forestry, and hay. Another one that's almost as large as that one is 90% forestry. On a personal note, I own about one and a quarter acres of land. I have two trees, no animals, and some big shrubbery, but it's all I need. One thing that I do have in common with all these big landowners is I take care of it. Everett Griner, Southeast AgNet.
0: Remember, you can find these stories along with all the big Southeast agriculture reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Daniel Lee with Southeast AgNet's podcast.